You are listening to Starshot Podcast, a Genesis actual play. I'm Kirby, your host and game master, and this is a Cole chapter. Right, uh, we are here today with Cole the Third, Cole Reinhardt the Third. Uh, Cole, would you mind telling me about Cole's day to day at Reinhardt Research Hub? Sure. So he wakes up at. A, a, an unreasonably early hour every morning. Um, okay. look, get, checks the news first thing. Um, what form does news take these days? Um, they come in real and fake. No, uh, <laughs> I, th- I think these days uh, a lot of the news still comes in through uh, U- the University of Eden. Uh, they are not the o- they are not the only like they're not in complete control of the press, uh, but they send newsletters out in the form of uh, emails basically. And um, if you want, they do have like s- students there that kind of do an amateur thing of manning and setting mm-hmm. up like a like little university uh, channel that you can listen to or watch. So Cole, Cole probably finds that uh, super pretentious, <laughs> and um, that you know that's mainstream news. Uh, but you gotta yeah. do what you gotta do. Yeah, there are like other um, media outlets. Uh, the most prevalent non-university one uh, would be a oh, uh, the Vigil. I made a note to myself to make a more. A better name for that but yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah the leading non-mainstream one is the vigil i get my news from my dad so i'm good on that front <laughs> okay yeah fantastic uh, uh cole senior tells you everything you need to know <laughs> uh and then after that i go and i start work i open up the lab i'm the first one there and i spend pretty much all day working on uh the diamond drone and new designs for that and i honestly spend many hours there every day and after i get off of work i probably um i probably have like one or two friends that i visit from time to time um and we do whatever it is people do uh, I don't have names for the friends. Uh, because, is <laughs> One it because of them... <laughs> you're, t- you're too good for names? Yeah. <laughs> I'm too good to do prep work. Uh, one of them is named Spencer, and the other is Louie. I don't think it is. Okay, so Spencer and Louie. Uh, you go hang out with them. How, how do you spend your time with them? Is it nerding out? Is it drinking? Is it drinking and nerding out? I think what mostly nerding like? out. Mm. Is there an arcade on the colony? Uh, of course. Yeah, we, we definitely spend a good deal of time at the arcade. <clears throat> I mean, it, so it's pretty much a small town. Um, well, it's the only town you've really ever known aside mm. from West Sands. Uh, but yeah, there there is one arcade here in Stepping Stone. And most of the kit is mostly like older 
it's mostly teenagers um so i think you stand out right i mean uh, how how old is cole cole is actually only 18 oh well then you don't stand out you fit right <laughs> in um for some reason i thought you were in your 20s but i'll just uh i'll just scratch that from my notes <laughs> um fantastic cool so uh, you've been working at research, or uh, yeah, you've been working at the Reinhardt Research Hub for a while. Um, it is the end of a uh, standard work week. I'm not sure if uh, if Cole Reinhardt works uh, over the weekend, but is the towards the end of the work week for most everyone else. And uh, more importantly, and well, maybe not to you, it is your father's birthday today. Oh, good. Yeah, so he's not actually going to be here. You actually haven't heard from him in two months, um, at least not directly. There have been recorded messages to let you know he's still alive, uh, wow. but you have not even seen him uh, in two months. Uh, and on top of that, uh, even though he's not going to be here, um, the company is still holding a birthday bash for him uh, starting early this afternoon. That is ex exceedingly strange. Yeah, tell me about the relationship with your father. Um, I think that my relationship with my father has grown quite a bit more distant in the last year or so. Uh, he was a very active father when I was a child and in my early teenage years, but he has grown very distant. Okay. Fantastic. Well, maybe not for you, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you eventually wind up at your workshop um, to put the finish, finishing touches on your drone. Uh, Andres Ronaldo, uh, your head of security, is there on a more casual matter today. Uh, you know that he placed his two weeks in uh, not too long ago. Um, and Is it two weeks ago? <laughs> yeah, he's actually telling you uh, goodbye, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow at work. No, um, it's only been a week. Um, and since then, he's, he's, I mean, he's worked for the company for the last five years. Um, you've certainly known him for as long as you've worked here, and maybe perhaps a little longer than that if you ever hung out as a kid here at the Research Hub. Uh, but he isn't much older than you he's about 22 um which is very impressive uh, considering uh that he somehow made it as your uh head of security uh, but your father seems to have trust him and he's always just been your head of security ever since he started working here uh today he seems more relaxed than normal more friendly uh and chipper or as much as you'll uh, allow him i'm not sure how close you let people get uh to you at work i, th I think i think i keep a like a decently professional uh attitude of mm. camaraderie right uh so he, he was with you here in the workshop because he was just giving you the rundown of the uh enhanced security detail given your uh, father's uh, birthday bash and how uh, your father had apparently invited 
um, a large group of people from outside the company to uh, basically come hang out here at the research hub out in the little court uh, courtyard uh, that will serve as the main venue for this birthday that your father's not attending, but really wanted people did there for. Have, um, uh, do you have any insight as to why he did that, Andre? <sighs> I've been working with your father for as long as I can remember. You know, I, I'd always wanted to work here, and uh, he gave me a job day one, and up until the last couple of years, I'd been basically at his side the entire time, and let me tell you, I could not tell you why. I mean, it makes sense that he wants a lot of people here. Um, it doesn't make sense that he's not going to be here today. Um, I haven't even seen him badge in at all here at the uh yeah that's fair i mean he's literally the the most narcissistic and egotistical person that i know to miss a party in his honor is is really weird (laughs) andra's uh snorts a little bit um and says you know what as far as i know the man's still alive and for all we know, he could just be skydiving in later. Who knows? <laughs> well, that that would be uh, uh, that would be not unlike him. I don't really have a security detail to follow him from the sky down here, but if he does it, uh, we'll be ready for it. Uh, he goes on to tell you about uh, his plans afterwards. Is really like unsolicited, um, but this and this is after he gives you the rundown. Um, and you two are just like hanging out in this workshop uh, and he's telling you about his plans of uh, taking a leap and actually touring uh, the fringes uh, which is uh, this land to the south of Stepping Stone um, that is basically a lot of jungle um, and a few handful of settlements half of which are basically Guardian of Eden uh, research posts um, and there's probably going to be one or two Reinhardt research posts out there uh, but it's essentially the wild west uh, in the fringes um, not too many people live out there and they don't come to the city very often no one really just takes a quote-unquote tour of the fringes but for some reason uh, he seems interested uh, before doing this tour before starting up his next job and Oddly enough, he just constantly brings up the fact that he's going by himself. Um, and just as he's leaning in to ask you something, uh, the drone that you've been working on uh, finally comes to life as you put the finishing touches hey. on it. Uh, yeah, it hovers above the table ready for testing. What do you do? Uh, I shove it. Yes. You shove it? Okay. Uh, it flies back uh, just a couple inches, but otherwise remains where it okay. started. I um, <laughs> I I sort of come back from a haze, and I seem like I'm just now acknowledging what Andre was saying, and I'm like, uh, uh, that 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 that's great, Andre. Why? Okay, now why the hell would you do that? Going out there by yourself? He uh. He takes a moment to think this over um, and smiles and shrugs and says, why the hell not? I've, I've lived in this city. Death. 
I've taken. You could you could die. What? what? Well, it's just gonna be for like a couple of weeks, man. And there are people that live out there. It's gonna be fine. It'll be fine. Okay. And I I was thinking, um, you know, you you work so hard. Maybe it could be something we could we could do together. You know, I mean, I, I'm not gonna be your employee anymore, so it wouldn't be fraternizing. And oh, I I don't, I don't know. I I can't leave the research hub for that long. Well. Okay, uh, well, how about this? Do a few days, and you can fly out from one of the uh, Reinhardt uh, outposts. Well, it'll be like a, a like an old world safari. If it will, I mean, if it'll keep you from getting killed, then I I'll consider it. Sure, fine, I'll go. <laughs> All right, yeah. Um, well, I'll. Uh... I'll text you the details, huh? Um, and as he says this, uh, someone else enters the workshop. Um, it's not unusual to have foot traffic through here unless you want this to be like a personal workshop of yours. Uh, but in any case, a familiar face uh, walks in. Um, you see a older man of a dark complexion. Um, you've known him all your life uh he is an earth uh basically an earther um who came here when the colony first settled uh nearly 30 is years he, uh, ago is he a and flat earther or a round earther um uh, he is actually a um though he, yeah i would say he's probably a round okay. earther um as weird as that would be in modern day uh, here in this beautiful setting of ours. Um, he has basically been your family doctor um, for as long as you know known him. Uh, he's been your doctor. He uh, takes care of your father. Um, and he also does some research here at the labs, which uh, despite your position here, uh, is research that's not, uh, you don't have access to. Um, it's personal projects that your father is overseeing uh, personally and has kept compartmentalized and separated from what you're able to touch. Um, and this man is Dennis Irving. Uh, he comes in, uh, nods to your head of security, who uh, excuses himself and says, uh, Cole, uh, I was hoping to have a private word with you for a few moments uh sure dennis a moment passes uh while he basically just uh casually eyes the drum that you've been working on and have finally completed and he says uh cole it's, it's about your father uh he wants you to come with me he th he wants to show you something um We'll have to leave out here uh, by airlift uh, in the next hour. Do you, do you think you can okay. do that, Cole? Okay. I'm, um, I'm supposed to be going to his birthday party. Surely you would want to go and see him in person for his birthday. I don't think anything would make him any happier than that. Nothing would make me happier. I just don't. I feel kind of bad for the people at the party. Why? I mean, you no, don't like hanging don't. out at those things anyways. All right. All right. Uh, just pack your bags and we'll leave in an hour. Where are we going? Why should I pack my bags? Is it, is it going to be an overnight trip? 
uh, let's say it's going to be um, more than a single night. You should pack for a couple weeks. Now, uh, the doctor tells you that uh, he can't share that with you until you get onto the airlift, uh, but he'll be happy to uh, fill you in on the details. Uh, so, how do you spend the hour between now and the airlift uh, you're supposed to be I leaving pack on? I packed my bags, and I probably, I probably honestly keep tinkering, and I make sure that my my work is secure because I okay. don't know how long I'm going to be gone. Are you uh, leaving the drone here then, or are you bringing it with you? I'm probably going to bring the drone with me. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so. Barely half an hour pass. Um, at this point, you have packed your bags and have returned to the workshop. Uh, and Andres comes and finds you again. Uh, this time in more serious manners. Says, uh, hey boss, um, we seem to have a little blip on our radar. Uh, one, of the guests, um, one of the guests is in a area that she shouldn't be. Uh, how do how you want me to handle this? She's... Uh, She's not with the company. Mm. What is what is she doing? <laughs> well, she claims to have been going to the bathroom, um, seemingly ignoring the three or four bathrooms that were on the way to where I eventually found her. Uh, she was <laughs> she was in one of our filing rooms, one of our records. What what information did she get her hands on? As far as I can tell, she didn't get her hands on anything. We got uh, we got her held up. In one of our back offices right now. Uh, she want me to just cut her loose, kick her out, give her a boot. Let me talk to her. Sure. Is this something that Cole normally does? Like, I mean, this is an unusual situation, and I mean, this also isn't the first time that corporate espionage has uh, been an issue, but this is the first time that you know of. Uh, where security's actually physically caught somebody. Yeah, I think he wouldn't normally do this, but I think he's he's very curious right now. All right. Uh, so you head over to the uh, to the detainment room, which is really just someone's uh, supply closet. There is a desk here presumably for the custodian who is not here uh, at the moment. There'll be the clean crew be coming in after the birthday's done. And you see a woman with uh, kind of like a medium, I guess, size afro, uh, dark complexion. Um, and she is dressed really nice. She has this nice uh, turquoise colored uh, dress on, cut in basically was modern fashion. And despite her nice dress and despite the fact that she is here for your father's birthday, uh, she has less than a nice uh, welcoming uh, smile. It's a very sarcastic smile when you walk in the door and her first words are, you can't hold me here, you know. Then why don't you leave? Okay, I, I will. And she uh, grabs her bag um, and starts to get up. Um, Andres is confused. I think by this, uh, still positioning himself between her and the door, but he shoots you a look. Before you go, who do you work for? Nobody. I just got lost. Is this how you treat your your guests here? 
You got lost sticking your fingers into our filing cabinets, is that right? Hey, I I thought there might have been a map. A map in the filing cabinets. I mean, who keeps filing cabinets nowadays? Well, we do. And that's a bit a bit rude, if I do say so myself. She crosses her arms and says, Do I know you? Mm, I, d- I don't think so. No, I, I think I know you. <laughs> your name's on the building, isn't it? Yes, my name is on the building. Oh my, okay. Uh, well, Mr. Uh, Reinhardt, and she's now digging through her bag at this point, where she brings out a modern-day uh, recorder and asks, you mind if I ask you some uh, questions? I'm with the visual. Oh boy. What? Tell me. Do you have any comments or information that you can give me in regards to... Uh, Reinhardt, uh, Research Hub's ties with the West Sand Syndicate? No, I do not. And I I can say that I do not appreciate the vigil snooping around in our laboratory and trying to steal our documents. I wasn't trying to steal anything, except maybe a few minutes of your time. Hmm. Well, I my security says differently. And I'm afraid I trust my security more than I trust some reporter. I think at this point, um, Andres would probably take a cue uh, and be like, Oh, excuse me, ma'am. Right this way. And she, like, he goes and tries to reach for the arm. And she says, All right, fine, fine. I can walk myself out. Um, and the two probably take their leave, unless you have any other questions here. Uh, I, I yell after her. And if... If you print anything besides no comment, I'm coming for the vigil. <laughs> okay, yeah, fantastic. She doesn't say anything. She doesn't even look back. Uh, she continues to walk down the corridor with Andres and head held high. And yeah, I think we're going to cut to probably you at the helipad on top of the building. Unless you want to make any other pit stops. I think I'm good. Uh, so you arrive at the building. Um, at this point, it is early afternoon. Uh, top of the building, you have a beautiful view of Stepping Stone. Uh, your research hub is kind of built on the, well, not kind of, it is on the edge of the city and built uh, with a view, despite not actually being very tall. The magenta color skies are clear today and the skies are also dominated by the gas giant by which the planet Janus that you are on uh, orbits. Modern architecture is basically green oriented. Uh, There are solar panels on just about every roof that you can see. Uh, And a lot of the modern buildings nowadays just are built in a way with such material that they just harness energy without like formal panels. Um, additionally, every building is covered with the green and blue flora of the uh, planets. Um, it is almost, almost indistinguishable from being out in the woodlands. Uh, that is how good uh, society has uh, integrated with the local environment. At this point, Dr. Irving is uh, standing there. Uh, there, Your ride has not arrived just yet. Uh, he's looking impatiently as watch. And I think at this point, 
uh, it's just the two of you standing on the rooftop. Do you make any sort of conversation with your old-time family doctor, or do you just wait for the uh, wait for the airlift? Uh, he said he would give me more information once we were actually in the air. So I think I think I'm just gonna pull out my phone and play. Uh, a, hol- a hologram game arriving just a couple minutes late uh is your airlift it is basically this huge clunky looking uh personnel carrier that comes riding in from the distance and eventually lands and the two of you board the this aircraft together the doctor quietly uh checks his bell and such and he begins to make conversation with you he he asks you um essentially if you have been sticking to the uh latest regiment that he gives he's been giving you basically your entire life uh unless you've been flushing this or like sneaking this away uh, he's been giving you a regiment of pills occasionally injections and just all sorts of drugs to keep you healthy that, that doesn't sound menacing at all it's fine it's for your health uh, <laughs> I, i'm sure nothing will go wrong when i inevitably agree to that uh yeah i've been taking my medicine <laughs> okay you feel the airlift uh shudder and then <laughs> fall from the sky no okay uh finally take off um and the doc- good doctor uh reaches into a uh pouch that was all uh from a bag that was already in uh the carrier with you and pulls out a new pill bottle is small and it has only a single kind of translucent pill in it you've never seen a pill like that before but wordlessly he hands it over to you um and he basically seems to expect you to take it around the spot as he sets up what looks to be a mini hollow uh cam Basically, it's this small uh, ball thing with a ba- uh, a base, and it's meant to project a almost lifelike uh, hologram. Usually, recorded messages, but it can be tuned to do like live uh, messages. Is this like a? Is the pill like gonna make a hologram of me? No. What is? Well, I ask him <laughs> what the pill is for. It's a new thing uh, that we are trying. We believe we have managed to consolidate the seven pills in your current regiment into just the one pill. Uh, I actually actually want you to make a roll right now. Um, You're going to do an opposed uh, vigilance check. Uh, The (laughs) the difficulty for this will be uh, two purples and one red and in fact I'm going to go ahead and spend a story point to make that two reds so two reds one purple plus whatever you have going for your vigilance okay I have a dot in vigilance and I have a willpower right. of two uh, so that is one yellow one green so you now have two story points uh, can I spend one of them to get rid of one of those or downgrade uh, you can't downgrade but you can upgrade one of your your one green dice to yellow Okay, I'll do that. Okay, uh, then I have another one. Uh, bear in mind, um, both you and me can only spend a single story point on a on the same roll. Uh, so, okay. So yeah, I mean this is perfectly fine, but you can spend like both of your story points on your roll, right? Three successes, one threat. Um, so okay. let's start with. So there's kind of an order of operations here when we read these results. Uh, let's start with what success looks like. Um, yeah, this guy is bullshitting you. Um, you have... I probably should have 
Actually, go ahead and roll a uh, blue die because you've been working with this doctor for so long. Uh, so actually, you now have four successes, and that threat is canceled out by that new advantage. So yeah, you just have four successes now. Uh, so what success looks like here is that the good doctor is lying to you. Uh, you know, growing up with this doctor, that he has a bit of a tell. It is very it is a very subtle lip twitch sometimes accompanied by a tugging of the ear and that's what you see he he's not being honest with you and more specifically he's not being honest about the pill if that wasn't already clear i, I say thank you doctor yeah of course as why don't you go ahead and uh take that while i'm setting this up uh okay i'm gonna try to sleight of hand the pill to make it look like i took it but i'm just gonna put it in my pocket let's go ahead and do another roll it's gonna be easy though so it's just gonna be the one purple uh yeah one purple die um okay. uh but i'm going to spend a point to upgrade that purple into a red uh so yeah go ahead and make a, a stealth check Okay. Three successes, one advantage. Uh, so, yeah, you managed to um, slide a hand this. Are you still keeping it on your person or you're throwing it out? I'm going to try and put it in the pocket of my vest. Yeah, you kind of do this thing where you uh, knock your head back as if you were putting it in your mouth while using your other hand to... while you've essentially palmed it into your other hand and you just slide it into your vest, yeah. What do you think an advantage would look like here, given what you were doing? Um... I like to. That's a, good, that's a good question. Yeah, I like to spend single uh, advantages to open up some sort of opportunity. Uh, so that might be a way we can spend this advantage. Is that like a new opportunity uh, pre presents itself uh, as a side effect of this? We could just say that this gives him a uh, black die to any rolls he's going to make uh, socially to challenge you on, uh, on whether or not you've taken your pills. Okay. Okay. Uh, so yeah, he finally turns back to you. Uh, the device is hooked up, um, and the ball begins to levitate about half an inch off its base. Um, and we see that uh, the ball has like a bunch of uh, lenses that begin to light up. Um, and we see an image of your father flicker a moment and then hold steady. And it is lifelike. It is just it is as if he was actually there if he was also like a six of the size uh standing there on top of this chair uh the ball and the ba uh, base by which uh this light is emitting um seemingly disappeared before your eyes but you know it's actually there in reality uh it is it seems to be a pre-recorded message um your father who you are pretty much a spitting image of right or, or did he do like alterations yeah, I'm, I'm what he looked like when he was much younger. Mm. Yeah, you see an older version of yourself standing before you. He seems tired, uh, kind of haggard. Um, you don't recall the last time you've seen him in such a way. Uh, the good doctor has managed to uh, keep him healthy uh, in spite of his age. Remind me again, uh, what age was he when uh, when we did season one? I, I, well, I guess well, how old is he now? I want to say he was like 50 during season one, which would mean he's like 80 now, right? Yeah, I would say like 80. I would say like in today today's world, the hum, uh, human life expectancy, expectancy is about 100. Mm -hmm. So yeah, okay. And I think like modern medicine and 
probably because he's rich and able to afford to do so, he still he still looks like he's in his mid sixties. Uh, but nevertheless, is an older version of you, and the little image flickers a moment uh, before it begins to play. You can hear it, even in spite of the fact that the winds are kind of buffering the sound a little bit. Um, you can hear it still clear as day. And he says to you, "Cool." Or does he have like a pet name for you? Do you think? Um, honestly, it's probably he probably just calls me Cole. Okay. Uh, well, does would he call you by your birth name, Col- uh, Coletta? Uh, no, he would call me Cole. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he says, Cole, uh, if you are seeing this message right now, well, I'm not dead. Uh, that's that's the other message that I stole away. Uh, but I wanted you to be safe. See, Dr. Irving here is going to take you to a safe place for a while while everything goes down over the next few days. It's, it's going to be chaos, Cole. I want to make sure that you were protected uh, while I, myself, undergo a significant change. Uh, one that's going to change the world, Cole. What is he? What is he talking about? The uh, doctor shares a look with you, uh, but still nods to the uh, to the recording. Your father uh, goes on a minute. Um, he seems to ramble, actually, uh, going off topic uh, for probably the next two minutes, um, if you could tolerate it, about <laughs> the clones of today's society. Um, this has been my whole life up yeah. to this point. Yeah. And the biroids, and then he seems to kind of go back on topic where he talks about humanity's future. Um, and then finally, like two, two and a half minutes later, he says, In short, the world as we know it is going to end. Things are going to be different, very different, and soon. And you're going to be playing a very pivotal part of that. This was my last chance to get you out from Stepping Stone to somewhere where we can keep you safe from the inevitable uh, rioting that will take place and the inevitable lockdown of Stepping Stone and West Sands. I'm going to leave you in the good doctor's hands and... We'll reunite soon. Just be sure to take your pills, son. And the uh, message uh, flickers out. And the doctor immediately begins to retrieve the uh, little hollow recorder uh, and puts it back in the satchel. So what, what is he talking about? He looks out the window out to the distance. At this point, you, you've you only been traveling for about 20 minutes now, and off into the uh, distance um, where the sun is already beginning to dip, despite the fact that it's quote-unquote mid-afternoon, you can see a bright light in the sky. And I think you would already know that that is more than likely either a another satellite coming down because hell the goodson foundation cannot build a satellite to stay up in the sky <laughs> uh worth a damn <laughs> or uh is something dealing with the renewed the orbital station tasked with one constructing the generation ship that will bring humanity off this rock and two 
also find a home for humanity uh, as they scan the stars for suitable nearby habitable planets. And the doctor just says, well, there goes our last chance off this rock. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Starshot, a Cole chapter. Cole was played by James, who is responsible for the music you're hearing right now, and whose site can be found in the show notes. Follow us on Twitter at StarshotPod to stay up to date between chapters. We'll see you in the stars.